unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel. Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Have a wonderful day, okay? Bye-bye now. Holly. I finally got boobs and a butt back. And Scotty the body. Am I not as cool and good looking as I think I am? The Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. No, my tongue feels too big today. Only from Hot 101.5. Give me Kit Kat or give me death. Tampa Bay's new hit music. We are back with a new edition of Miguel and Holly Uncensored after a little bit of a long weekend for the podcast Mm -hmm. because we took Juneteenth off and was able to sort of catch up on some rest, do some uh, digging or experiences with the African-American culture because of Juneteenth. And we talked all about it in our podcast before, but we are back Um, and Also, with everything going on, I just feel like when we look back at 2020, I'm just curious how we're going to sum up this year between a world pandemic, social unrest, what I'm... I got it. What? The year the world changed. Mm, True. Period. True that. Um, I was at Lowe's yesterday with uh, Abe, and I was saying that... Normally, we don't have, like, a hurricane preparedness kit. Mm. But I'm like, with how things are going, yeah. like, this is the year to do it. Don't yeah. sleep on the kit. No. <laughs> no, no. No, you better get the kit. Because, like, what can happen will happen, I feel like, this yeah, year. This and so year. we're going to start preparing for that. Um, but in all of this, also, pride is still happening, even though there's no, like, parade and there's no... The events aren't happening. Right. But, you know, you can still celebrate Pride. And so we're doing a really cool thing this weekend where on the air, we want to have different people in Tampa Bay telling us what Pride means to them. Do you have it pulled up, Scott? So this is yeah. what it sound, What we want you to do on the open mic feature on the Hot 101.5 app. Pride is unity. Pride means to me being you because only you can be you. Of who you are, and to just accept yourself for what you can give to the world. Family, unity, uh, love. <laughs> yes. Mm. So we want to know what does pride mean to you. So you can download the free Hot 101.5 app, and you can let us know on there and tell us, like, real quick, because it's about 15 seconds. What does pride mean to you? So you say, like, my name is Miguel from St. Pete. And pride means to me living open, honestly, and authentically. Mm. Uh, Holly, what would you say? Uh, I, by the way, I was mad that you pulled this on us really quick because I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it means a lot, but I don't know in five seconds. <laughs> okay, so I would be like, hey, this is Holly from St. Pete, and pride means to me loving who you are, appreciating who you are, and being accepting of everyone. Mm. Love it. I like that. I. It's just, it's it feels right. Right. In your skin. Scott? I'd be like, Scott, hey, I'm Scott from St. Pete. Whoa! Did your robot just short out? Like, what <laughs> yeah, just yeah. happened? Are I you okay? the wire, yeah. His robot went. <laughs> no, okay. So I'd say, hey, it's Scott from St. Pete, and pride means to me living your life to the fullest by being completely yourself. Mm. Mm. 
I love that. So we want you to be able to do that on the Hot 101.5 app on your smartphone. Uh, so let us know. And I want to this week to try to have some members from the LGBTQ community on to sort of talk about their experience being gay and they're coming out or whatever, whatever story they want to tell. So if you're interested, uh, please slide up in my DMs at Miguel Fuller. I'm on Insta. Actually, why don't you message Holly? Yeah, I already have one. <laughs> oh, have, you do? Okay. I have someone who emailed in, so yeah. Oh, wonderful. Perfect. So we'll schedule that for this week so you can slide up into Holly's DMs. Yeah, just, just hit me up in an email or whatever, yeah. At Radio Holly. That's best. Um. So this weekend, speaking of like DMs, I felt really guilty but good at the same time because I made a conscious decision this weekend mm. not to go into my DMs and to answer, and especially Friday um, cause I was going to talk about this on the air, but I feel like it needed more time to sort of like really delve into it because I saw something on Thursday night, I believe right before I went to bed that just, just, I was incensed. I was incensed with this. So there is, um, someone that we used to, uh, they were a listener in Panama city. Okay. And we did some work with them. Like. Back in probably 2009, 2010. Like, I don't even know if this woman lives in Panama City anymore. Like, it's been that long. Well, um, I was scrolling through Facebook, and mm. all of a sudden, I saw the, like, I thought it was the um, uh, the Black Lives Matter written out on the street in D.C., like, towards the White House. And I was like, oh, because, like, she's very conservative. I do know that about her. And I was like, wow, like... She's posting about Black Lives Matter. That's really cool. Well, then as I zoomed in on the meme. Oh, dear. <clears throat> here's what the meme said. Only in America can an ethnic group have Black Awareness Month, a black holiday, black-only colleges, black-only dating sites, black-only bars and clubs, and turn around and call everyone else racist. So I was like, okay, okay, well, how am I going to respond to this? Am I just going to let it go or am I just going, am I going to respond to it? Because my radio brain trains me to always be polite. Right. To not ruffle feathers and to be nice. And yeah. So I scrolled through her Facebook page a little bit more. Ay, ay, ay. Here's what I found. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> that is great. She posted, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, or maybe I will, hey, just, just well. so you get the full scope of what we're dealing with. <clears throat> I am proud to be a white American. I have often wondered about why whites are racist, and no other race is. Someone finally said it. How many are actually paying attention to this? There are African-Americans, Mexican-Americans, Asian-Americans, um, Arab-Americans, uh, and then there are just Americans. You pass me on the street and sneer in my direction. You call me white boy, cracker, honky, whitey, caveman, and that's okay. You say that whites commit a lot of violence against you. So why are the ghettos the most dangerous places to live? You have the United Negro College Fund. You have Martin Luther King Day. You have Black History Month. You have Cesar Chavez Day. You have, uh, ooh, I'm not Cesar sure. Chavez has a day? I didn't know that. 
Um, and then they have some other, uh, you have the NAACP, you have BET. If we had WET, W-E-T, White Entertainment Television, we'd be racist. If we had a White Pride Day, you would call us racist. If you had White History Month, we'd be racist. If we had an organization for only whites to advance our lives, we'd be racist. You, We have a Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, a Black Chamber of Commerce, Commerce, and then we just have the Plain Chamber of Commerce. Wonder who pays for that. A white woman would not be in the Miss Black American pageant, but any color can be in the Miss America pageant. If we had a college fund that only gave white students scholarships, you know we'd be racist. There are over 60 openly proclaimed black colleges in the U.S. Yet, if there were white colleges, that would be a racist college. In the Million Man March, you believe that you are marching for your race and rights. If we march for our rights and, ra- our race and rights, you would call us racist. You are proud to be black, brown, yellow, and orange, and you're not afraid to announce it. But when we announce our white pride, you call us racist. You rob us, carjack us, and shoot at us. But... When a white police officer shoots a black gang member or beats up a black drug dealer running from the law and posing a threat to society, you call him a racist. I am proud, but you call me a racist. Why is it that only whites can be racist? There is nothing improper about this post. Let's see which of you are proud enough to send it on. I sadly don't think many will. That's why we have lost most of our rights in this country. We won't stand up for ourselves. Be proud to be white. It is not a crime yet, but getting very close. Wait, wait. I mean, there's a lot to there's do. So there's much. a lot. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. But I do. I do. I know where to start. Okay. What rights have you lost? Right. Right. And it says I copy maybe and pasted. The rights to, to post nonsense like that? Yes. Maybe that's the right you lost. Yes. Uh, um, here's my question. Mm hmm. Uh, well, let me know. Let me back up and, and think how I want to better phrase this. Yeah. So, Miguel. Yeah. Two things for you. Yes. Did you unfriend this person? Um, I wrote something on that post, and then I unfriended her. Could I know what you wrote? Are you going to say? Um, I don't remember because it was – I don't like getting in the weeds of like – because like literally You're if I were win, to try man. to unpack this, like it would take me, you know, like a book. Yeah. That's the that's the problem. Right. Yeah. So really, I just – I think I wrote something like um, I thought you'd be better than this oh. or I'm shocked. Or something to that effect. It was like three or four words, and then I just unfriended her. Okay. My second question to you is, let's say, and I honestly i am not sure if these people are listening to this podcast, especially at this point. Right. But if someone is secretly going, well, I'm all for what Miguel and, and Scott have been talking about, you know, with learning and educating and myself too, I guess, um, and like taking the steps, and I got it. But some of the post makes a little bit of sense to me. Like, what, can you explain it? Like, I don't want to be that way. I, I, I'm just wondering if if there's a, an explanation, an easy explanation to tell someone, like, why that's so wrong. So here's the thing. Ask yourself, if you were to say white pride, what exactly does that mean to you? Okay. Oh, I know. I have a response already. I'm so excited about this. So when you say, I want to be able to have white pride, I want to be able to have white entertainment television or whatever, I just want you to take a look at most TV networks. Now, granted, it's 2020 and they've gotten a lot better. But I remember writing an article about this when I was in the 11th grade or in uh, 7th grade. 
calling the lack of racial diversity on television. Yeah. So when you talk about even, I look mean, look at back, Friends. Look at right. Friends. Look at Friends. Look at Seinfeld. Right. Look at Dawson's Creek. The Big Bang Theory. The big right. Like well, all, they had an Indian guy. Right. That's I'm glad true. They had one. Yeah. That they had one. Yeah. You have that. Yeah. When I went to college and in most of my classes, I was the only black person there. There's your white college. I feel like those people are so in the dark that they can't even see that. Which is, that's why I didn't even like try to go in and, 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 and type it out because I'm like, you're so far gone and delusional that I don't even know if me trying to type it out because if you feel bold enough to post this on your Facebook page, you're telling the world, employers, everybody that, like, I don't give a F about you. Right. I don't care how you feel, what you're thinking. Right. I don't care. I'm white and I'm proud. Well, Which, it's not even white and I'm proud. I'm white, I'm proud, and I'm pissed that I'm not special. Right. Like, do you want to talk about snowflakes? Right. And I guarantee you that's the type of person that calls other people snowflakes. Yeah, absolutely. But you are melting thinking, white people don't have any love. Bitch, shut up. <laughs> Here's my argument with this whole thing. And I had a, it was like a good explanation on um, one of the MNH fan members' Instagram. Like, I see this woman's Instagram probably like 17 times a day. She posts a lot. <laughs> I feel like I, it's like me and her on the same channel. Yes. So I see all her posts and they're really good. But um, it was something similar, you know, calling out the people who are saying like, well, where is white pride? And let me make the argument for what do you mean white pride? Right. Skin color pride? Because what I think they're confusing it for, these white pride people, are they're saying black pride means the color of your skin. Right. And it is not just that. Right. We're not giving pride out for being born with a certain skin tone. Right. Okay. Black people don't have black pride because their skin has more melanin in it. Right. It's a cultural history. Mm-hmm. It is historical. Right. It is what happened with the roots of America and and how people were literally people were literally mined out of Africa. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so that's the history and the culture of a people right. from mm-hmm. Africa who are now in America, but they're celebrating their African American history. Mm-hmm. So when you say things like white pride, you're focusing again on skin color. Right. So black people aren't just black. They are African. Mm-hmm. They are maybe any other mixture. Caribbean. Yeah. Carib- mm-hmm. Various uh, ethnicities and mm-hmm. cultures. Right. So when you say white pride, tell me what that means to you. What are you proud of? Mm-hmm. Your skin color? Because congrats on being born that way. Right. So, like, what else? Okay, what else besides white? Okay, you're proud of your grandma's biscuit recipe? Okay, well, then let's have a cooking pride. Right. Like, think about for a second what white pride means. White pride means I'm proud of my skin tone. There is no such thing as just a white person. Find your culture, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. Find your heritage. Get a 23andMe test and figure out if you need to be celebrating English pride Mm -hmm. or Irish pride or Scandinavian pride. Polish pride. Italian. Right. Exactly. Like, and by the way, those things exist Mm -hmm. because it's good to be proud of your culture and your heritage. I went to the Italian American festival that they had in Ybor a couple years Mm -hmm. ago and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I saw uh, some church was doing a Greek 
uh, cultural heritage event. Yeah. And I was like, can't wait to go get some, uh, you know, baklava. Mm. Uh, looking forward to it. Right. Those are white-skinned people for the most part. Mm-hmm. But there's pride in the heritage there. Right. So where I came, where my ancestors came from, where did your ancestors come from? I'll tell you what, it damn sure wasn't uh, North America. No, if you're white. So where do you come from? You don't know. Again, get the 23andMe test and maybe do a little research into your own history before you start beating yeah. this drum of oh whites. You're not even white. What the fuck is white? <laughs> like, go figure out what the fuck you are and then come back with a better answer. You fail. Thank Sorry. You. Yeah. I just, no, I, yeah, yeah. Scott? I, I, I am not going to compare to that. It's That's a lot. It Sorry. Is, no, 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 I no, think no. it's perfect because I don't get it. And I, I've been exhausted this past weekend on just, I, I got in a mood. I think it was probably Friday. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to battle some battles on oh. social media. Oh, he went <laughs> I did. I went in on mask wearing on Twitter, and I went in on the phrase gator bait on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I saw people. you picked up that one. Mm. Yeah, because just what I'm learning is that people are just, and I didn't know it was as bad as it is, but we're just headline readers, and we go on off of that, and we don't do any other research to go into any topic at all. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the biggest problems with anything happening right now to discuss anything of our heritage or why why Black Lives Matter actually matters. Right. Why is that being protested? People don't why want people the why. F- they mm-hmm. have a six-second attention span and they just want the headlines. Exactly. Right. You want to get yourself all rallied up for nothing. But if you took five seconds, went on Google, what does this mean? Took a, like five minutes to read the article, you'd be like, holy moly. Like maybe I don't fully, you know, agree with it yet, but I understand exactly why it's happening. You're not just going off of the basis of what you've heard around your little group of friends that has no idea what they're talking about, but you actually have to dive in for like five seconds. And that was the thing with the gator bait thing where I we posted it up on the Hot 115 website and just literally didn't say anything but said, hey, they're banning this phrase, and it's up on the Facebook. And I just, sometimes I like to just dive in. I was like, let me go ahead and look at the comments to see what. And I was just so pissed to see people just outraged. How could they ban this phrase? What are they going to ban next? And so I was like, you know what? I don't give an F. Get mad at me, big boss, whatever. I need to put some things out there. And so I did. I said, y'all, and I know, like, maybe people know me from the station, whatever. I was like, please take a second before you look at the title of this and actually go on Google, look at the phrase, and see what it actually means. Right. I'm not telling you what to believe after this and maybe it should be whatever. But understand that it has a deeper meaning than you just thinking that they're taking away something from the University of Florida. Because that's not the case. They're looking at the history of it. And if it has a, a horrible, horrible meaning behind it, why wouldn't we look further into taking it away? And then I put it on there and I put the post and people were actually commenting like, oh, didn't realize that. And other people went on my personal one after I shared it. And they're like, how could they? And I was like, well, did you look into it? Mm. Then they look into it, and they're like, oh, got you. Then we're actually able to have dialogue, and Mm -hmm. it was great. I was like, thank you for not just fighting me and actually taking the step to just dive a little deeper. We have to get out of this culture of I see this headline because you look at the news right now, and it's like they are just kicking it. They are just putting the worst headlines out there. It gets you to click, and then you actually read it. You're like, oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, it's clickbait. Mm -hmm. And that's what started with the Internet when they every site tried to be the most dramatic with headlines Mm -hmm. so that you would click on their site and they would get money from that. Yeah, and now it's it's, I feel like it's just worse than ever because they know the culture is so fired up. Everyone wants you to just fight, and they just want to see the headline and then just go off on someone for it. And it's like, if you could just take a second, just click it and actually even read the article, 
you'll see that it's probably not as bad as a headline. Or on the vice versa, you just do the research and just take your opinion a little further instead of just looking at a headline and letting yourself get all built up with opinions. That's what I didn't want to do with this whole movement. Yeah. I didn't want to just go off my opinion of like, everyone should be treated equally. Of course I believe that. But at the same time, like, what are the underlying problems? And I, my mind is blown mm-hmm. from things that are happening today that y'all said were done 40 years ago. And that's what I guess is so surprising to me is when you decide to sort of like go into the comment section on one of our local news stations and they're oh, talking yeah. about like Aunt Jemima or Uncle Ben Rice or the Gator Bait. And the first few lines you see from people are, I mean, I remember I saw this one lady on Fox 13 and she was like probably like a grandma age and she was like, well, I don't eat syrup anymore, but I went and I got my last bottle of Aunt Jemima because it brings so much comfort to me from my childhood. Like, does it? Uh. And I'm like, and what I just want to, I, I want to like look at one of these people in the face from like human being to human being. Let's not do it on the internet. I want you to look at me and I want you to say, if I literally, every time I see that bottle, I think of oppression. I think of what it was like for because everyone keeps throwing out that well Nancy Green she she was the uh the person that they contracted to play Aunt Jemima and she died a millionaire okay so let's just say if that's true that is true but like she was playing a played up version of a menstrual show black person on what these stereotype harmful stereotypes of a black person was and when they replaced her with Anna I can't think of her last name the the next Aunt Jemima, they like made they it, they chose a woman even cartoonishly more to that stereotype, right? Than Nancy Green had been. So when I see that, that's what I feel. That's what comes up. Or when there is a statue of a Confederate general or Robert E. Lee, the president of the Confederacy, you know, in in front of a, a park or a school or something like that, and that's what I see, and I'm hurt by it. Is that literally going to take anything away from you, from our history, to not have that statue there, to not have Aunt Jemima on there? Like, literally, literally, what is that going to do to your life that you're like, oh, my childhood has been ripped out of my hands because I can't have Aunt Jemima on the syrup (laughs) bottle anymore. My childhood is ruined. You might as well have told me that all of the characters I grew up with are not real. Like. Do you realize how ridiculous that sounds? That's that's how I looked at it. I mean, and like to me, this is how I look at like when we do our show and we will say things that are funny or we make fun of something and we do it all in good humor. And if someone calls up and they go, hey, I was offended by what you said, then I will say, hold on. All right. Well, let me go over what I said. Let me explain to you what I meant. And if you still think it's not funny, well, you know what? I will apologize and I'm sorry. And I've learned a little bit more about why I shouldn't say that. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm listening to you because you are hurt. Right. If I say something that I don't, that I didn't know was a fit, like in the past when we used to say, um, all right, we need all the kids to sit Indian style. Right. You know, and like we used to all say that. That we, was what we did. We that said, was a thing. Hey, go sit. It was like literally the instruction. Right. Go sit down Indian style. And then when you have people that are native to this land say, hey, that is offensive to me. Please stop. I'm like, you know what? My life is not going to be hurt by not saying 
Indian style by saying crisscross applesauce. And by the way, it's actually way more fun to say crisscross applesauce. Yeah, you get to say like, applesauce. Seriously, like literally my life is not impacted. And if that's going to make you feel more included into our culture, which it should have been when we first came over here, mm. then let me do anything to help you feel comfortable. Right. Why is that so hard for people? It's. I think it's because people resist change. And, and a lot of people that are still having trouble with this, like that haven't gotten on board the let's learn a little bit, that are still like, you know, pounding their same loud drum about how they're not going to change. It's too scary, I think, for people's psyches mm. to realize that their life might be a lie. Mm. Like everything they learned growing up in school. And, you know, some of it is not their fault originally. Right. Because if they were uh, a product of the South, mm -hmm. and again, slavery and segregation wasn't that long ago. Right. So no. I feel like especially in the Southern states, if you grew up with parents who were like, well, I don't have a problem with black people. Don't have them come to the house, though, or mm. whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like no one's out to harm black people, but right. you're still passing on um, mm. dangerous stereotypes about black people. So they're hearing that at home, and then they're learning about the Civil War and how it was just about, like, you know, sunshine and roses in school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you a lot of people still live around their hometown, so maybe you don't move out. And also... I'm it's just a fact that there are fewer higher educational institutions in the South. Mm -hmm. The South is typically poorer. Mm -hmm. And so if you can't go to college to expand your knowledge or whatever, and you just, you know, end up in the same hometown around the same people, that's your life. Right. So when you start to hear these things and you're like, no, no, that can't. All of you are wrong because if you're right. I don't even know who I am. Right. And I really think that's part of it. Mm. I think that's part of it. Because why else would we have so many people that are stuck on this issue? Because mm. I think that, yes, there are absolutely a lot of racists out there. Right. who And you see them because you see what happened with NASCAR, mm -hmm. with that black NASCAR driver that had the noose hanging in the garage. So, like, yes, those are, like, legit racists. Right. I think that not as many people are, like, active racists mm -hmm. as they are, uh, what's the opposite of active? Uh, passive. Passive. Okay with, okay with how it's been. Right. They're not going to go out of their way to dislike a black person, but they're also not going to help. Right. And so you have a more, like, a bigger majority of those type of people. And, again, it goes back to all of the things I just listed for them to be, like, uh-uh, does not, does not compute. Mm. And then they get mad, and they're not even sure why they're mad. Right. But they're mad because there's a lot of different feelings that they mm. were probably, like the South, told not to think about because you get a whooping. Mm. So that's how we solve our problems. Right. Don't pick a switch. I never knew what that <laughs> meant, by the way, until I moved to Florida. Oh, yeah, girl. Pick a switch, honey. Yeah, no. So, so it's like this entire culture that we're still in of people a, a Again, not trying to like completely stereotype or generalize because that's not the case for everyone. Right. But I think some of the people that are having such a hard time, like homegirl, mm -hmm. are they literally cannot accept it 
because to accept that and to accept your view means the world is way worse and their lives have been a complete lie and they will implode if they have to figure it out. Mm. We're just living in some interesting times. That's my opinion. Obviously, I don't have any statistics to back that up. Right. That's just my opinion from knowing people, seeing people, and and learning and and meeting different, you know, cultures and races and kind of trying to figure out where and why. I love figuring out why people work the way they do. Right. I feel like brains are just so, like... I'm like, well, why do you think that? Mm. It's so, I love to learn more. Like, right. I, tell me more so I can make even better informed decisions. Mm-hmm. My, a lot of people don't right. like that because they got their little thing and they're going this and is that's it. it. Those people also typically are it's other people's faults type of people. Oh, that's a whole nother topic right there. <laughs> yep. Scott, have you noticed any pushback with your family members if you as you've tried to sort of bring them along and sort of show them a new way of thinking? Yeah, I mean, right away, I'll just say yes. Like, there's definitely been pushback, and I'm going to bring it back to a big point that Holly made. It's like when people are around, one, the same group of people, two, the same hometown, they don't really move around much, and you don't see these things happening, it's very hard for you to understand why they're happening. Or Or that they do happen. That they do happen, or they should happen. And so it's like I've had to just have the conversation with my family that it's like the picture is bigger than you understand. Mm. It's like the things that are happening. And I think I've heard this a couple times. It's like, well, you're always going to have, you know, either a bad cop or just there's always going to be a bad set of people. When I had to explain a couple of times, it's like you're seeing now what's been going on so many more times than we could even fathom is happening. We're lucky now that there's cameras everywhere. We're lucky now that people have social media to post it on. Mm-hmm. What about the person that's driving through the random town and those cops don't have the body cams on them and they're just mishandling people? Right. Now, that happens all the time. So it's we need to now take ourselves, and this is what I literally had this conversation with my family of like, we need to now allow ourselves to not just blame it on one bad cop or a couple bad cops. It's the whole system. Yeah, the it's system the justice system. not set up for Absolutely not. the good of the common people because why did we shift all of everything to the police officers? Right. I mean, at some point, you kind of feel bad for the police in that aspect where we're like, when did you sign up to become a psychologist, mm-hmm. a mediator, a law enforcement officer, part of the government? Like, it's too much. It's a lot. Absolutely. And that's what I had to put on them. It's like, we have to start looking at the bigger picture on how things are handled. Like, again, we talked about different funding and why are police only trained so many hours and not putting through more training on a consistent basis to deal with these. Because they have a stressful-ass job. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we put more into helping them be better so they could help us? Right. right. And then also understanding I had to, you know, this is where it came in with the new movie Just Mercy where I got the understanding of, like, holy crap, this only happened, like, I think the movie was based probably, like, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, the late 80s. Yeah, like, my parents were alive where people are getting put in prison. I was alive. For things that they didn't do. And that's happening all the time. And Mm -hmm. so I was bringing up those conversations where I'm like, it's not even just one bad cop. It's now going to the justice system where we're putting people in jail for nothing just based off the color of their skin. Because they're black, we're going to put them in jail, and we're not going to get the proper evidence to actually keep them there. We're just going to keep them there for the hell of it because we say they did something wrong. And sometimes there used to be quotas on how many people you should put in jail Mm -hmm. or how many many, beds are filled with that. It was really fascinating watching Just Mercy with Scott and our roommate Dylan uh, this weekend. Uh, Cause we were like, I was like, we celebrate in Juneteenth. 
though. We're going to watch a movie. Come on, y'all. And like Derek or Dylan was like, I'm just trying to go to bed. I'm like, not tonight. It's Juneteenth. Oh, yep. Well, got to do it. You got to watch it. Yep. Uh, and so watching them get upset and just be like, oh, my God, is this real? And they both kept looking at me. And I was just like, and like every black person right now, we're like, bitch, we've been trying to tell y'all. Like, we've been watching these movies. We've been watching and reliving our pain over and over and over again. And we're like, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. But it's just it's really validating for other people to sort of see the hurt and the the message that you've been trying to shout from the rooftops and by making these movies and having town halls and conversations about it. And now everyone else is like, well, dang, I didn't know this was a thing. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly why it's like my biggest thing now to like anybody in my friends or family. I'm like, you need to actually sit and watch these things because the hardest thing that I'm finding is people are like, well, it hasn't impacted me. I haven't seen it with my own two eyes. So. I guess it must not be as bad as it is. And then I'm like, okay, well, go ahead and watch the documentary 13th. You'll realize that all this crap has been happening. Like, There's been no end of slavery. It's just been in different forms. And you actually have to dive in and listen to the stories and pay attention to what's happening for you to get a grip because you haven't seen with your own eyes. I haven't seen with my own right. eyes. And why and would they? Frankly, I mean, unless you had someone in your life that was really – knowledgeable about this how would you have in the past so exactly. it's not your fault you didn't know about it but now it is it's your fault now if because you, don't you just didn't dive in take right. the initiative when you should have. well yeah and that's why it's like i i literally said it on my facebook i was like do not talk to me about this until you dive and just watch a little bit because i don't want you just coming here with your own two eyes because those two eyes don't matter because you haven't seen shit you actually have to pay attention to what's happening before we have a discussion and thank god like i remember i told my family member watch 13th and I got a call from my grandma the next day to be like, hey, I watched it. And I was like, thank you. Because if anybody tries to talk to me about this matter and has not dove into a little bit of research, we're not having a discussion. I'm not doing it. I'm not wasting my energy on somebody that doesn't want to learn. What did your grandma say about it? I mean, she said basically like I lived through it. I, I got to see it, you know, and people basically what it was coming to. We kind of like reversed a little bit because she's like, there's always just going to be bad people. There's always going to be pushback. But this is a way to get the conversation started. And, you know, she's on board for, like, obviously Black Lives Matter, but now it's trying to get her to understand that it's like, no, we don't have to settle for the way things have been. I know you have seen it like this, and things have been so bad for so long, but that does not mean we settle for this because this is not normal life. It's just the life that we've lived so far. We have an opportunity right now to change it, and we have to keep fighting to change it. And so eventually we got on board with that, and it's just it just helps the dialogue a little more. It helps, I think, one, relight the match to be like, wait, there is change that could happen. And just mm -hmm. having that conversation with her, those are those things that matter. And right. I did it with my friend group yesterday where I was like, you know, what are we doing with our own, like, learning? And some of us are posting on social, me, talking to family members about it. Other people are taking a deeper look into research and just thinking about it before they make a statement. I'm like, the fact that we just have a conversation like this and we're all white, that's what's going to move this little needle. We need to have these conversations. Even though it hasn't impacted our lives, it impacts the whole world as a general. So... Let's start doing our part. Whatever that looks like, we need to have these conversations to make a little bit of a movement. And that's how change happens. And we are seeing it happen right now. Yeah. It's like my meditation, group meditation on Saturday. Mm. The new earth is opening. It's opening. <laughs> it's true. It, uh, you can feel it right now. It's shifting beneath my feet right now. Yeah, there have been tectonic plates moving. Did you know? I, no, oh, God, no. Seriously, don't say tectonic plates. All I think about is Pangea. <laughs> 
that was what everything was. Remember all yes, the contents? Yes, all the contents were together. Yes. And then, that, well, then the tectonic plates started moving, okay. girl. And then we got North America, South America, Europe, yes, Australia. Yes, yes. I'm just saying. Uh, well, again, we're screwed. It's 2020, so we might as well <laughs> learn as much as we can before we go. Now, we want you to get some of our Miguel and Holly prize stickers. I got a few left. So you can email me, or if you want a regular sticker, just send me an email and say, I want this sticker. Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. Email me your name and your address. Holly, what's your social media? Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, and Holly on Hot1015. Just type that in on Facebook. Scott? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok. In Facebook, just type in Miguel Fuller. You can listen to Miguel and Holly Uncensored on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Hot 101.5 app. Just make sure to leave us a little review and a rating. It means so much. And if you're listening, why don't you just take a little screenshot of where you're listening from and tag at Miguel and Holly on Insta. And then we'll share it to our story. Till next time. Bye. Catch up on previous episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored now on the Hot 101.5 app or on iTunes on your smartphone. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Quarantine edition from Hot 101.5. Made hot by Corona Beer.